On this episode of Final Fangirls, Brooklyn and I discuss the ins and outs of the timeless vampire trope. We'll talk about the sexy and the scary as we dive into fandom faves and pioneers of the genre. There will be spoilers for Twilight, The Lost Boys, The Vampire Diaries, The Originals, and From Dust Till Dawn. There will also be mentions of death, gore, and blood. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Final Fangirls, the podcast that celebrates all things film from a fangirl's perspective. I'm your host, Tatiana, and today I'm joined once again, back at it, by my lovely co-host and behind the screams partner, Brooklyn. Hey guys, we're so excited to be here and share our love of film and fandom with all of you. And I'm so glad to be back. Woo! Everybody's cheering. I can hear it. I missed you all as well. I've gotten all the fan mail. Yeah, guys, it was like the scene in Harry Potter when all the acceptance letters or the Hogwarts letters come in at once. I had to buy a P.O. box, four of them. It's crazy. Crazy shit. Um, so Buki, how about you go ahead and introduce our episode because this is one of your faves. Okay, guys. So everybody has to bear with me. Because I'm not the host, so I don't know how to do this. But this week's episode is about vampires. Woo! This is my Super Bowl. I genuinely love vampires so much that one of my fave like monster tropes ever. You're actually so real for that. It's funny because we our preferences and things tend to often be like the two sides of the same coin. Like, every time there's a duo in something, we each like one of the people. Like, you know, there's always something, right? And I feel like that's perfect because you're such a vampire lover and I am, you know, a werewolf enthusiast. Yeah. It's like, we both love, we love both of them. Don't particularly care about the other one all that much, especially compared to the one that we like. We go fucking crazy. You're like, yeah, no, werewolves are really cool. And I'm like, yeah, no, vampires are really cool. And you're like, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't get what they mean to me. That's like the vibe I bring along. No, exactly. As you should. I mean, you gave me the werewolf episode and let me ramble about werewolf knots for two hours. So the least I can do is, is return the favor. I participated. I mean, vampires... Those are like one of the sexiest monsters ever, BTW. I would I would argue that out of objectively who's the sexiest and not preference-wise, that and and I still prefer vampires like physically because I don't I don't like you said in the werewolf episode, I don't like werewolves who look like werewolves. Yeah, you just like when they have like you just like people with powers just a little bit. Okay, whatever. You're a little strong. But no, so I mean, like, if we're going just based on what their actual monster features are, vampires are obviously the hottest. Mm-hmm. And I think vampires are definitely one of the more, um, like, I don't even want to say well-known, because obviously werewolves are well-known too, but like, those two? No, it's it's literally like, I think of it as like the Halloween monsters, like, where it's like, it extends beyond horror, like, it's like a cultural thing. Yeah, because like, everyone knows Dracula everyone has the vague thing of a werewolf like you can assume 
and then there were like random monsters where people were like what are you even talking about yeah it's not like okay but like i was i was like the um i loved that island on pop tropica that was like the cryptid one where you (laughs) that one too did you also ever play i don't know if this is the one you're talking about or not but the carnival one too yes i played that one yeah but like the cryptid one and you're like taking pictures of the loch ness monster oh my god that that genuinely chef's kiss that's one of the best islands on that game and i don't care what anyone says about it did you ever were you ever able to finish pop tropica islands yes i had i actually was like i was such a insane pop tropica girl um i had my little pop tropica membership and i earned every single outfit on every you had a membership yes i would have robbed you when i was little like i'm so dead serious right now i wanted one so bad and um i had like i would try i would have like the gold medal from every island there was a couple that i just could not get past um no matter what i did like the boat one the pirate one don't even mention that one to me yeah um that in like the mythology island you used to I piss only off. got past that because of julie's help do you, do you remember the like survival one where you, you were like, like that was my actual favorite one i couldn't i don't think i ever got past even the first part of that game where you have to like climb up the mountain fuck that game with the boulders coming down yes no you don't understand i literally had the i literally opened the wiki the pop tropical wiki page of that island like six months ago to look at it because <laughs> i was thinking about it and i had never seen survivor before so i didn't realize that it was just an episode of survivor Mm-mm. that one used to make me mad it was oh my god because you they would make it look like you were getting voted off the island but it was only if you lost the game yes so for the first couple times that i played because i was so young i didn't realize that me losing meant i was automatically eliminated so i was like why the fuck are these people voting for me every time? <laughs> what do they have against me right now you guys are supposed to get out the best players well and then i was thinking like in my young brain like i know with pop tropica there's like rng but like obviously i didn't know what that actually was i just knew like sometimes you can do the right thing on a game and like it doesn't work and you have to do it again or you have to do it a couple times um so like I just kept assuming it was that and then like one second it clicked and I was like it's because I'm losing I'm not I have to be first every single time in every game oh my god but I legitimately thought those NPCs had it out for me I was like I feel like my luck should have like changed by now why am I still getting voted off (laughs) anyway what you were saying was that there's other monsters that we might name that people might be like I've literally never heard of that in my entire life aka us being cryptid weirdos is what I was getting at oh yeah 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 um vampires are definitely my first love though definitely not I guess technically what got me into horror but I wanted to ask you like what do you think or if you remember what's the first intro to vampires you ever had oh my god oh let me think I know that like like me like first being conscious of like this person is a vampire not just like this is a scary character when I was really little where it was like this person's just creepy and scary and I don't actually understand that they are like something you know like in a different entity or whatever um that would have been like Edward time like Twilight era but prior to that if I'm thinking of characters who I just didn't realize at the time were vampires I just thought they were scary Halloween characters um so we actually have like a whole thing in this house that you can't say the character's name because my mom has such a bad phobia of it that I literally have been trained not to say it. 
remember this i texted i texted this name to her it's a, a movie and she went you can't say that and i was like what do you mean like it's so ingrained in me like it was like okay for those of you who are listening you might not know i was raised in a mormon household literally literally saying that was as bad as cussing like it was up there uh it's too funny can i say it yes you can say it nosferatu yes that guy but i texted her that and i she went you cannot say that and i was like okay what do you mean so i've known about that forever because it was like you can't bring this up in this house like um <laughs> And no, my mom legitimately has a fear of it because like it has like, it was like one of the first scary things she saw as a kid, like I was a really young kid. And then she feels like it's been haunting her all her life because it'll just randomly show up at the worst times of her life, like something will appear with it. And, um, and then she found out that like his, the actor is born the same day as she is. (laughs) And it was like this awful confirmation. I would have been so sick. If that was me, I find out this thing I'm terrified of and shares a birthday with me. Oh my lord. It's crazy. So if I guess that would be my first one. That is a good one. Um I have three very specific, like three or four ones. The one that you know of, um, Vlad the Impaler, which not technically a vampire. I was a strange little girl. <laughs> I was little. And my dad's like coworker or something. And we went to visit him at work. And she was from Romania. And she told us about um, Vlad the Impaler. And I was like six or seven. I went, that guy sounds dope as hell. And I read a bunch of little like biographies about him. I was obsessed with this freak. And then I found out that... Um, he like inspired Dracula Mm -hmm. I was like that's awesome and still why I want to go to Romania to this day you're so real love that guy that was me with the Rasputin I was like this funky old freak (laughs) I want to know everything about him this is scary as hell he's the one that um was like the sex dude right just banged everybody yeah he was like a doctor wizard of the for the Romanov family but then they were like, hey, the wife is like low-key effing him behind. Um, oh my god, I do know his name. The the Romanov. Um, you're like effing Rasputin behind his back. Um, but then like when Rasputin died or whatever, because like he was impossible to kill. Um, like he legitimately got like shot in the chest like multiple times. And then like his body disappeared and he was like fine the next time they saw him and then he got thrown in a river and he died because of hypothermia not even drowning um literally but then um after he died like they have his penis on display in a museum because it's like literally like 11 inches good lord and everyone was like no wonder they thought this man did like magic that's kind of like um how height was a huge thing when everybody was like you're you're six foot that's insane and just this dude's 11 inch penis no literally and i think he was like six two or something smash smash (laughs) i don't even know what that dude looks like well i loved like the animated you know anastasia so but actual rasputin's like kind of low-key scary as fuck ew ew guys don't look him up ew 
He has very haunting eyes. Isn't it giving the Russian sleep experiment? Stop. I, that was one of my favorite creepypastas. Oh, I can't wait until we do a creepypasta episode. You're going to laugh at the ones that I do know. I'm going to be like saying them and you're going to be like, not this like effing copy pasta from 2008. <laughs> oh, but back on track, right? Sorry, guys. We're both. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. What's the other one? Two? There's like two or three. Um, This one I've just remembered recently. I love pirates. I love vampires. I read a book series when I was little called Vampirates that I was obsessed with. Vampirates? Vampirates. It has like six or seven books in the series or something. And it's these two twins who, for I think their parents die or something, and everyone on their little island town hates their guts. I'm telling you, I was reading this as like an eight-year-old going, holy shit, they're like really mean to these newly orphans that's crazy um and then they try and leave the island on their dad's or mom's boat or something and it gets hit by a storm they get picked up by two separate ships the boy who i had a crush on can't even remember his name but i i thought he was amazing um he is on an actual pirate ship and then the girl ends up on a vampire ship <laughs> and it's fantastic Wait, maybe I'm just extremely high. Did you not say you wrote this? No. I said I read this. Oh, I've been thinking you said I wrote this. And I was like, I hate to call you out on the podcast, but no, the hell you did not. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't know what that is. So I thought you were being genuine that like, as a kid, you were like, as a kid, I like add this idea for a book. Oh, no, I don't even know the dude's name. It's some man wrote this when I was like, little vampires let's see okay so i was looking really fast because um depending on the time difference one of the earliest vampires i would have seen would have also been like um my babysitter's a vampire but again wasn't consciously aware of the fact probably just that it was like this girl is scary yeah um but then that made me think did you do you remember the disney channel original werewolf movie is it the boy who cried werewolf? Yes. <laughs> with, with Victoria Justice. I was just fucking talking about that yesterday. You're that shitting one me. So fucking good. Dude, it just hit me right now. I haven't thought about that movie in years. It is such a good movie. I that genuinely used to be one of my favorite, like um, Disney Channel original movies. Dude, I just thought of it out of nowhere because I was like, there's the vampire one and then there's the werewolf one. And I was like, oh my god, the werewolf one. <laughs> Holy shit, I totally forgot about that. Oh, I just talked about that yesterday, though. That's so funny. We're always connected. It's kind of sick. Exactly. Then besides those two, like, vaguely stuff that I watched, but, like, what you were saying that you didn't realize is, like, you weren't like, oh, that's a vampire going, that's kind of scary, Um, which I don't know how I didn't know this was a vampire because of the title, but The Little Vampire. Mm-hmm love that movie i thought it was so sweet and i love that the little vampire boy helped the bullied boy um if you asked me right now to tell you the plot of this movie could not fucking tell you i don't think i could give you any of their names like a genuine like good guess at the plot i could not give that to you all i remember is that i love that movie oh my god i low-key remember this (laughs) is it like I just remember the little boy like almost died and then the little vampire boy had to go get him help by telling the other vampires he was friends with a human. Like that's kind of, I think that happened in this movie. 
I literally, I could not even tell, I couldn't even tell you that much. Like, I don't remember a single thing about this movie, but I, I recognize the boy in the red. It's such a good movie. I'm like, I have seen that image before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the last thing that, like, I remember, like, vampires was Scary Godmother Halloween Spooktacular. Now, this is definitely not something you watch because you were Mormon, and this is just all, like, <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies, like, as a kid. Um, and it just features, there's a werewolf in here, there's a vampire family who were so, like, creepy looking. I'm gonna send you a picture of them. But they were, like, is the werewolf sexy? They kind of like Dilf. Well, he's like strange, but because he's a werewolf, but you know. Yeah, yeah, but like strange in a sexy way. Mm. <laughs> well, when you when you see like the art design, you're not gonna think so. Oh, it's draw. It's a drawing. It's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from 2003. Oh, interesting. But those they... are the werewolves or the vampires I just sent you. They have like black eyes but like red pupils and they're like gangly looking werewolf Ew, okay he's not he's not actually cute the werewolf in this um and i think he has like a german accent or something he has like a funny but a german accent's not funny we know blah, blah, blah. um it was a very funny accent to me when i was little but that's the werewolf oh my god he's giving the pig from barnyard back to the barnyard was crazy dude i saw a copy of it at the thrift store today almost copped it you should have because we have it on dvd though at my grandparents house i love how that one is like so genuinely sick it has so many innuendos and you as a mormon the stuff tatiana was allowed to watch by the way like i i mentioned something she has never seen it i was mormon remember and i go oh yeah and then she tells me something that she's watched and i go what the fuck do you mean you were able and allowed to watch that because there is such crazy stuff she got to watch wild hogs and that movie has like a gay cop in it <laughs> like it literally has a scene that's just about four old men having an orgy together <laughs> wild hogs that's also a movie i love and i told her i was like i watched we watched this movie she's like me too and i went what do you mean you were allowed to yeah, so vampires, they're, like, in a lot of pop culture and media, and I feel like vampires are one of the easier ones to make fit whatever subgenre you're in. Like, vampires can be funny, you can have funny things happen to them, like what we do in the shadows and stuff like that. Um, and then you also can make them fucking scary, like uh, 30 Days of the Night or whatever. And I think that's why, and they're definitely the most humanoid. They're definitely, like, you look at it and go, oh, that's a person. Yeah, I think, and that's what makes it so appealing in the, like, romance genre, I think, is that it's, it's like, it's literally the ga- the gateway drug to becoming a monster fucker. <laughs> it really is. Like, you go, yeah, I like, tw- I like Edward from Twilight. And then eventually you're going, what if Edward from Twilight was a little creepier and a little weird looking? You go... Oh my god, the Salvatore brothers. And then the next thing you know, you're like, hey, where do you find those tentacle dildos? Ew. Those are so scary looking. No, because the 
the base of those things is like 12 inches across good lord god bless have you seen that and you're like god bless you all if you're even trying that's how you know people are real go-getters because you could not pay me enough i go oh i don't want to i can't yeah i'm gonna try yeah just the just the attempt of trying makes me want to vomit makes me skin crawl kind of um but yeah so i think that that like you said them being humanoid it definitely and like you said then they can fit into a lot of genres because you can be like oh look at there are vampires like walking amongst us so they can live like realistic scenarios yeah as opposed to like oh there's a actual wolf in the street doing something. <laughs> like people would you know not react the same way and i also think there's definitely like people can find more humanity in a vampire than like a werewolf or something depending on the werewolf movie or media or whatever like if if you look at like a wolf and you go that's a werewolf and then you look at a vampire it's like which one are you going to feel more upset about if something happens to them because it's like that one doesn't look human Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm instantly more like what's the word I'm searching for like sympathetic yeah more sympathetic to the human looking one even if it's not yes I agree but I mean we do have some things like Edward's sparkly skin and I love the skin sparkles I'm sorry there's just something about it I think is so funny I honestly I I love it not even just because of how iconic it is but I low-key love the aesthetic that it has brought with it I think the aesthetic is definitely like a big part of why I enjoy because it's like yeah everybody's heard about like vampires burning in the sun and then you're like well this one doesn't kill them but it's very obvious like something's up with them and he just looks pretty sorry that's what i mean and i feel like the glitter like like the pictures where it's like the zoomed in pictures of like his neck or whatever where it's like where you can see it like really prominently um like that picture has had us all in a death grip since 2008 like the whimsy goth like aesthetic that has spawned purely based on that picture alone is crazy like if you go to a tumblr account that picture's reblogged exactly as it should be mm-hmm. him in the field of flowers it's it's gorgeous but so i mean like even though yeah it's like sometimes comedic to look at like i i, I think it has brought us a lot more positive than it has negative i really don't like when people are talking about twilight and like the tropes and stuff it brought and then being like I can understand you want more like villainous vampires or you want them to be scary you don't want them to be romantic like I get that that's fine but like to think that none of the tropes Twilight brought over or introduced people to are good is like come on you can admit some of them are fun and also like it's weird because it's like vampires even just like in lore not even in consumable like visual media or whatever like they are portrayed in a villainous manner like you can look absolutely anywhere for that Mm -hmm. you can find any vampire movie that is scary if you put 10 seconds of effort into it and twilight just because it is so prominent it still is making up the smaller percentage of vampire like vampire themed films that are also really romantic not just like oh like a sensual weird romantic with the vampire and 
and hypnosis and stuff but like an actual like in-depth romance and so people think like oh so all vampire stuff is romance and it's like no twilight just happens to be one of the most well-known examples of vampire media Mm -hmm. and i think one of my favorite tropes from twilight i really do love the um children vampire thing like i know twilight i don't think twilight started that i know that um but i like that they showed like these fucking things are crazy because you don't think about that you don't think about like vampire giving birth or a vampire getting like so knocking somebody up you don't ever think about that and then you think about like they already can't control their own emotions as like fully formed adults when they're turned yeah now imagine a toddler and and all of those adults had developed at to some amount of years of like humanity prior to that point not being just born vampire so what are some of your like favorite and least favorite vampire trips you have any yes absolutely um i i guess i okay if i i'm trying to i know stuff that i really like in vampires so i'm trying to think of things i don't like first yeah it's like way harder i just think vampires are so cool (laughs) whatever it's like really hard to genuinely think of one where i'm like like I don't think there's anything that'll turn me off of a vampire movie to be like, ugh. Yeah. Um, I kind of dislike when there's like a weird balance when a vampire turns like and the difference in their appearance when they're turned versus not Um, or when they're like eating or whatever hunting Um, because I feel like a lot of places like a lot of film tries to capture this like weird in-between point where they look human but have some weird like distortion to them and I'm kind of of the team of like either make it really discreet so it feels like they can always be fitting in with us and that we don't even know they're around even when they're hungry or something um more like vampire diaries like aesthetic or or even twilight um or go like full like even further than lost boys in terms of prosthetics like go ham them like don't worry about keeping them been that humanoid thing like if you're gonna go monster go monster yeah and that's funny that you say that you like the lost boys one that's like i love it but at the same time some of the designs i think the front teeth yeah the front teeth being the sharp ones throws me off so i don't like that but i like the actual like yeah and that's what i mean that's why i think it's more of an in-between one because it still has those misses where it's like it's trying too hard to be human or like humanoid and and i'm like i'd rather you just have embraced even more monster in that um but things i like i would say my my absolute top like cream of the crop like trope in vampires and this extends to even other like fantasy creatures um is one the the idea of like turning them to be to stay with you forever like that is just always iconic and it always brings up so much complexities in the plot especially when you have two characters who are like very different i.e bella and edward arguing about whether or not he's like has a moral right to turn her into a vampire but my other thing like in more of a visual like aspect as opposed to a trope like written in visually I want we both love the like cannibalism as a metaphor for love mm-hmm. motif and like I want it to feel like that that like I love a tragic end to a vampire tale like sorry but I love the visual of like them sucking blood or like doing whatever 
and it's like there's love behind it but the per- they're like actually causing that person death or extreme agony but they also are like enjoying it because of the love they have for that person yes yes and I think like a really good example of that um is in the first Blade movie have you ever seen this Mm-mm. the first two are my favorites I've never finished the third one because Ryan Gosling started to like narrate it and I went I don't know I don't want to listen to this guy my bookie yeah you're bookie not Ryan Gosling um Ryan Ryan Reynolds but he was just that changes the game completely (laughs) yeah never mind I tried to watch I got like 20 minutes in I went can't but um there's a scene in the very first Blade movie um spoilers sorry guys um that's like related to that where he needs to he's like half human half vampire or whatever um, and he can get his full powers back. I, again, I'm really high right now. So if this isn't the plot, my bad, guys. Um, but the girl that he's trying to save, she like is trying to find a cure or whatever because she also got bit by a vampire at one point. Um, she is like, well, bite me. And he's like, no, I can't. Like, I would never bite a human. And she's like, dude, like, they're gonna destroy the world. Can you just bite me so you can go fight them? And there's, like, a strange, like, very sexual, sexually charged scene where he's biting her. And she's, like, moaning and groaning, but she's, like, clearly in pain. And it's fantastic because you can tell he does not want to bite her. She's like, you're okay. You can do it. And, you know, I am a slut for the hurt me it's okay trope oh my god I love it and it's so much better with vampires yes and I think that perfectly also is a the parallel perfect parallel that like another example is in the first twilight when she gets at the end and Edward has to suck the the like venom or whatever out of her blood from James and he's like in agony and like having to spit it out and then there's like the fire around and you're getting those like flickers of vision of Carlisle and everyone so good it's so good and he knows he has to do it to save Bella's life but it's causing him the pain because then he wants to eat her oh my god and he has to fight back oh my god I love that trope and he's filled with anger over what james just did and he can hear james dying in the background because um emmett and jasper are like ripping him apart oh that is so fantastic twilight genuinely um is like i don't even think i've ever seen all of the twilight movies i think i just know everything that happens i saw the last one in theaters with my mom and my sister because i was jealous they were hanging out without me and the end like fake out vision scene pissed me off so bad I had to buy the last book I've never read any of them to just make sure that wasn't in there either like that theater went fucking crazy when Carlisle's head got ripped off oh my lord it's so funny because I genuinely did not know about that ending until like a year ago I don't know how I just never stumbled across spoilers for the last movie and so I never saw that part until I randomly saw a clip of it one day and I had never seen the last movie and I was like wait why has no one told me for you know the past 12 years that Carlisle gets his head ripped off and then I watched the movie and I was like wait what the fuck am I watching and Carlisle was like my favorite of the vampires as he should be and seeing that man's head get ripped off i nearly shit my pants i would have 
but no twilight definitely like some of those i mean the scenes are just they literally have us in a chokehold even even like yeah we have like the ones we make fun of bill where the hell have you been loco like all those like ones but like the actual like aesthetic like ones that have stuck with us where it's like whoa like there are so many of those too on top of it and like stephanie meyer is you know an interesting interesting author an interesting mormon creature (laughs) An interesting Mormon author who has just included some crazy stuff in her in her things. Like I remember I read the illustrated guide. This is a trope I hate, apparently, because apparently she made it a trope. Um, but turning into a vampire lightens your skin. Ooh. And like if the, like there are like no black or like brown skinned and I say no in quotes, there are like plenty, but you know, yes. um, there aren't any black or brown skinned vampires because they all like turn like ashy, she said in the thing. And I remember reading it going, well, that like feels really wrong and weird. No, literally. Um, just quick, as quick side note, um, my grandma's hairdresser that she went to literally like every four weeks, six weeks, like we knew this lady so well right she it was either her or her friend the hairdresser or the hairdresser's friend was stephanie meyer's hairdresser she probably learned some crazy stuff about that woman like like the women in our ward at church would go see twilight because they were like they vaguely knew stephanie meyer from church (laughs) (laughs) we gotta go support stephanie today and they were all obsessed like, it was the one thing we would, like, go to church and you were allowed to talk about Twilight at the bare minimum. I love that because I would think, like, vampires were, like, out of bounds. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, a lot of Mormons don't even let their kids read or watch Harry Potter because of it being witchcraft and stuff. So, obviously, something that's, like, more, like, villainous, like, outwardly, you know, portrayed as villainous, you think would be off limits. But because Stephanie Myers was a good Mormon girl. We support Stephanie in this house. That's what they were saying. And God bless them. Um, Team Carlisle, though. But after that scene where he patches her up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, real team, real team is real. My real team is Team Charlie. I know. I love Charlie, too. Just a terrible dad. <laughs> so bad. Oh, true. See, guys, I have the mommy issues. Broken has a daddy issues. So <laughs> we, we sometimes we're a different audience to be appealed to. And that's okay. That just means everything works out fine. There's no inside. Because I'm sure you like Rosalie, right? Love Rosalie. And see, I'm like, oh my God, a woman who's like angry at me all the time is like my biggest fear. I love her. I was just about to say that Carlisle and Rosalie are my favorite out of like the vampires. And I was going to ask who yours were. But I'm like laughing because that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I need this like emotionally absent dad who drinks beer and goes shooting and then like is low-key gruff and sexy as hell. And you're like, I need this mean woman to yell at me. <laughs> and then for each other, that's our worst nightmare. Um, So for a long time, I was a Jasper girl because I didn't know about his backstory at all because I actually, I legitimately hadn't seen the last two movies. So I just was completely... Wow, sharp. Yeah, I was completely obtuse to that scenario. And I literally didn't learn that until like a handful of years ago. And I was like, and it's just like, it's such a crazy thing. You can make him like be a Civil War vet 
have him on the right side. He's in an all-white vampire family, and he's around all white people all the time. And you're going to go, he's a Confederate veteran? Like, what are you talking about? And, like, the fact he's proud about it, that's what throws me about Jasper, because I'm like, you can, like, be like, oh, I wish I had fought for the other guys. Yeah, if it was going to become, like, a huge, that big of a plot point where it's, like, mentioned as, as um consistently as it is then at least make it like his dark past i'll just go when i got these fighting in the confederate war like what are you talking about <laughs> hey pookie but no for a long time he was my bookie bear mm-hmm. um all, always loved carlisle could not get away from carlisle as a very young when i was very young when it first came out like only the first movie was out mm-hmm. um i was a jacob mm-hmm. girly but that was because i was a lot younger and like I don't know he because he I guess he just felt so much younger than Edward even though I know that they're supposed to be like two years of you know obviously Edward's 100 million trillion years old <laughs> but he's like 117 or, or 107 or whatever um he really does have that old man cadence about him exactly there was like he felt so like mature and like mysterious and I was like like as a much younger person I was like in a kid I was like Jacob being more like friendly and first personable like felt more interesting to me um but now i would say like i'm like firmly like a charlie carlisle like i just want the two dads and that's really all i gave a shit about i did have like a soft spot though for all of the wolf pack growing up also because i liked jacob love leah yes and then once i got older and didn't even didn't really care about jacob as much like i still have sympathy for his character but low-key i do that with a lot of love triangles and i'm on the negative side of all of that (laughs) like like, I will be like, guys, sometimes Gail makes me sad. And everyone's like, can you kill yourself? <laughs> and I'm like, damn, okay. Um, so maybe I'm just sympathetic to some loser pookie bears, which wouldn't be surprising. But um, even after, like, I didn't like Jacob as much and he wasn't, like, my top priority character or whatever, I still was like, oh, I like the wolf pack. Yeah. I just think they're definitely written by a different author they would have been amazing exactly been really fleshed out and cool uh and i think leah she like killed her dad or something right when she turned and she's like the only yeah. werewolf and she can hear like that must fucking suck God bless okay her. well there's that one guy he's one of the mem- one of the um seth no not seth he's like he has the really long hair in the first movie and he's only like in that one beach scene and he's like, the Collins don't come here. And he's like sitting in the van with them. And I feel like it, and it was like the actor that they replaced by the second movie. But oh my God, I, oh my God. Yeah, he was, I didn't know his name or anything. And I was like, Batman is so sexy. I'm glad that's been like a thing with us. We see a side character and we go, that's him. That's the one right there. Yeah, since day one, Buki. No, but Charlie, like, like I have actively like read Charlie fan fiction, like for my own enjoyment, just like as a pastime. Who's that actor for Charlie? Uh, something Burke. Billy Burke. Oh, okay. So it is Burke. Billy Burke, yeah. He's in a band, apparently. Oh, yeah, I know. I think I follow him on on Instagram. I saw he's in some, like, firefighter, police, FBI yes. show or something. And I saw TikTok. He looked good as hell. I think it's the one I sent to you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, my God, guys. He's so fucking sexy. But that's only been an appreciation that I've developed in like very recent years, like maybe like two years. Um, But I was like, oh, my God, there's something so sexy about him. And now like I've gone back and seen his scenes and I'm like, yo, (laughs) 
<laughs> um, guys, there's this one fanfic series. Sorry, and then I won't cut you off anymore. But there's this one fanfic series on Archive of Our Own where you like are like a new worker at the diner that he goes to with Bella. Bruh. <laughs> the smut in that one. Crazy delectable. Mm-mm-mm. Delicioso. So I would recommend searching Charlie Swan X Reader on AO3 because there's literally <laughs> like six fix, so you'll find it. Like, and you'll get the room quick. Because mm-hmm. it's all porn without plot. Exactly, as it should be. The description's going, you're like a young adult in Forks, Washington. Wink. And that's, that's it. <laughs> it. That's literally the entire plot for all of them. And everyone's like, sounds good to me, man. Okay, so who are your favorites? You said Carlisle and Rosalie. Yeah, out of the vampires. I like Leah out of like the wolf pack and I guess Seth too. Um, I Again, I wasn't really like involved, involved in Twilight. This was at my, like, I'm too cool for that. I'm like, I wouldn't like that girly bullshit, that kind of phase. Um, so I wasn't like, heavily invested but I know that if I had read those books I'd have been losing my effing mind on like any anywhere that I could I would go to the news about whatever just happened in the book but those were my favorites and Charlie's cool did not like Bella's mom oh hate Bella's mom and sorry that she shares the name with my mother so I can't even say fuck you Renee because that's my mom mommy but the other one, I don't like her. Yeah. Um, and Phil, her husband, it always fucked me up then when I went back and watched that and realized he's, um, what's his name from Supernatural? He's the vampire in Supernatural. Benny. Benny? <laughs> I love Benny. Oh, that's another vampire that we could mention. The vampires in Supernatural, I love. I now, love that's a design. That's a design where it's like the perfect balance, like I said, where it's like they look so humanoid to just this one part is so wrong. And you're like, you know. And I think what's really cool about that one is, you know, they have some of the same like tropes or whatever. um, But like, I think they're just so like badass, especially the first introduction we get to vampires is such a pivotal moment in the show. Like it's, I think that's the episode that they see John again for the first time. They Mm -hmm. learn about the cult. Um, none of this is going to make sense to anyone who doesn't watch Supernatural. Sorry, our bad. Um, but they, like, I thought that girl was sexy, though. The girl vampire. As you should. And, like, the little biker. I love biker vampires. I realize I want you to fit the aesthetic that has been given to you by God, please. Okay, speaking of biker aesthetic, from dusk till dawn, Quentin Tarantino It's literally the whole movie takes place inside the biker bar that is run by vampires. And they're all biker vampires. I really need to watch it. I know I have my thing against Quentin Tarantino. As you rightfully should. I really do think I would like that when you were sending me stuff about it. And I was like, what's that lady in it? She's so beautiful. Salma Hayek? Yes. Oh my God. And Harvey Keitel. um, So he's Mr. White in Reservoir Dogs. He's so fucking sexy in From Dust Till Dawn. And he plays like this... um, (laughs) pastor who lost his faith and so he's doing all this like sacrilegious shit love love just gonna say that love we're gonna do we need to do a sacrilegious episode no literally like him like gripping the cross while he's coated in blood and killing vampires i was like i'm the robbing action (laughs) (laughs) and see that like the priest aspect of that reminds me of um what is that one tv show that midnight mass which I still haven't seen. Yes. I haven't seen it, but I know that I would love it. Is it vampires? Yeah. 
the dude like and the vampire i've seen like a clip of it or whatever this is something we sh- you should all know i love spoilers i'm gonna look up spoilers like it really doesn't bother me i love being told when something's happening whatever sometimes i'll avoid them uh tatiana hates 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 spoilers and unless she has given me explicit permission i just don't tell her when i watch anything because i get really scared because i tend to assume and then i share things she goes haven't seen that yet i was really looking forward to it and i'm like fuck sorry makes me feel so bad because then she's never gonna watch it (laughs) but um the vampire design is like sickly looking he's it's very like um uh i've been praying to god like haven't heard anything back and now here's something answering me that kind of vibe and oh and like you look at the thing and you go how this motherfucker think this is an angel delicious that that should actually be our top trope in vampires we both love sacrilegious vampires love oh my god give me a vampire priest now it rains so fucking preem i think it goes even above all of our other ones we've listed now that i think about it honest to god yeah probably because like there's something about and then like when there's like the wooden cross but then like the wooden planks like it's the crossover is so good it's delicious something that once brought them comfort can only bring them pain now come on now oh my god you're sick and twisted physical pain physical pain like you're all joking with no you're gonna love harvey keto then in from dust hold on like i'm not even on the harvey keto train like that and i was watching like like (laughs) like my eyes were popping out of my head into heart shapes I need to watch it. It's definitely on my watch list. That's like the one Quentin Tarantino movie I watched. I think I watched Inglorious Bastards once and I thought it was pretty good. Oh my God, Inglorious Bastards if it was a vampire movie. That would be fun. I'm having thoughts. Yeah, From Dust Till Dawn is really good. Um, And it also has Quentin Tarantino adding in a pussy eating scene that I just, it was really important he to me. always is. <laughs> you know, his weirdo characters. I know, but like that one was really special to me. We know. Tatiana likes Quentin Tarantino. See, this is fake news, false information. Mm, and some of those texts prove otherwise that I've received. I'll never forget the way, like, the way my smile dropped off my face once. Because she was like, I don't know if it was this movie or another movie he was in, but she, like, she sent a photo of him and she went, okay. And that, that normally means like, whoa, whatever is in this picture is so sexy. I can't even think of words. And I went, which one? It was like him and George Clooney, I think. And I went, which one are you saying that to? Because there is a wrong answer. And she's like, oh, I wouldn't even say that about him. And then like three days later, she's like, okay, maybe like a little bit, kind of. I see it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's from Dust Hold On because his brother is George Clooney in it. I read it and I went, oh my God. Okay, look, he wasn't sexy. And then they literally had him like hallucinating that he wanted to eat pussy so badly. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, I kind of get the train we're on right here. And then I watched him sign that girl's foot on Instagram. (laughs) He sent me that and I went. Disgusting, vile. Why why are people like that? They're beautiful. (laughs) It's not even that. It was like, this man is so atrociously down bad and there's nothing i love more than a pathetic man i would have a text from you that says your type of men is and it's quote, true pathetic. which is fantastic yes so i like him for that aspect because he'll do something and i'm like oh like atrociously down bad like that's like embarrassing i love it that's kind of your vibe are there any other vampires like that okay i'm trying to think of vampire diary vampires because i'm really opinionated about them i won't get too deep into that because i know we're trying to focus on movies um but i just for anyone listening who might know them through that 
I was like, I like watched the show as I expect you're supposed to feel about it, where it's like you're team Stefan all the way for like season one or two, and then you're a Damon girl through and through for the rest, right? And I started like that, like that was like normal to me. But then like after like two seasons of Damon, I was like, wait, low key, like Stefan, like the person that Stefan became because Elena went to be with Damon is what made him so beautiful and perfect and scrumptious, right? Um, Where it wasn't even like, oh, like I actively don't like Damon because it wasn't that. Like I still liked him with Elena, but it was like there, like the appeal to Stefan increased once Stefan was gone. Like I literally became like a man. Like the minute something that I wanted left my vision, the grass vision. is always greener. Exactly. Um, but I'm an Elijah girly. The second that man showed up, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very much a class girl. Um, I have only ever seen the originals. I've never even finished it, but I've only ever seen the originals. And I told Tatiana that she can't do things like that because I went, I'm not interested in. I I don't think like Damon or Stefan are like particularly attractive, especially not Damon. Is that Ian Summerholder? Yeah, I don't like him like I don't know what it is I think it's his eyes his eyes are too blue they scared the fuck out of me and like it's a white walker like I can't look at him so I go I'm not watching that I thought class was sexy and I went I'm gonna watch the originals and I watched it I went he is sexy and he sucks oh I love Klaus I love Klaus too but there's something about Elijah that like haunts me like deep in my soul love him and Haley though Mm, yeah I'm a I'm I low-key no my toxic couple was um elijah is with um catherine in the vampire diaries so elena's doppelganger from the 1800s or whatever and she like orders her around like 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 he's doing everything waiting on her her hand and foot and he literally is like kneeling in front of her like praying to her and i was like that's what i want (laughs) you went need need whereas like him and Haley's like a healthy dynamic like even though it's not like super healthy like there's like it's like a loving relationship dynamic whereas like his thing with Catherine was like this like toxic sensual thing and I was like I want that one (laughs) went the other one like morally is better but I'm not here for morals right now exactly but no I was a Klaus girly like quickly but then like Elijah was like the character who like suddenly snuck up on me and then all of a sudden I was like wait I'm paying more attention to Elijah than I am to Klaus (laughs) that's real I like um Marcel is that his name I really liked him when I was watching. He Then he got like, I didn't like that witch girl that he adopted or something. I don't know who she was. She just annoyed me. I think it's her face. Oh, uh, Davina. Yes, her. She like, her not listening. That is like the thing that pisses me off and made me so bad. When somebody who is like, who knows better than you is telling you not to do something and you do it anyways. And then it goes bad. They deserve to beat your ass. Like, I'm not joking. You need to get the shit kicked out of you. She made me so mad. Okay, wait, I have a great question here. Sorry to, like, completely derail from that. But I something <laughs> came up to my mind. Because we were talking about, like, you're saying, like, her face is kind of irritating. Like, it doesn't help her cause. There's She has the <laughs> annoying face syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. So who is someone who hasn't played a vampire in film that you would, like, give anything to see them as a vampire? Amy Adams need her number one um and two I think she just has like she really does have the vibe for it but I think the she has the face to be a vampire a sexy one but I want her to be like mean she gives off like um like her as a vampire gives off like live action Maleficent Angelina Jolie vibes yes 
And Christian Bale. As you should. <gasps> Killian Murphy is a vampire. Um, Paul Mescal. Mescal. And he wants to play rom coms and stuff. And like, I get it. Please play a vampire too. You can do both at the same time. I so I don't know if canonically, um, Tim Ross character Mitchell. Like, I don't know if he's canonically a vampire or not. So I don't want to say. But if he's a vampire, then we can cross Tim Roth off the list because then he's a vampire. Um, I'm trying to think who I would want because all my men are like old. I would love uh, Kiki Palmer, I think. And Daniel Kaluuya. I was just about to say, I was literally opening my mouth to say that. <laughs> but I can't really say any of my men because they're old. That's what I mean. Like it, like the whole appeal is them being forever youthful. Yeah, but isn't there something fascinating about an old person wanting to be turned into a vampire also? They're desperately clinging to life when they're aging. Okay, okay. Desperately clinging <laughs> is a little far to, Rick, to describe my type. Uh, some, some more than others, yes, I'll admit. But there are some that... Oh my god, I got it. No. Casey, I was like... <laughs> Dude, I would... Oh my god, I would give... I would give up a, my liver. I know you can't live without it. I would live long enough on like dialysis that's for your kidneys but i would live long enough on the liver equivalent of dialysis just to watch <laughs> the movie where casey affleck is a vampire and then i would die after Mm-mm-mm. fuck casey probably- affleck by the way guys i'm i just him as virgil malloy in the oceans trilogy franchise it's changed her life genuinely it literally has me he has made a chokehold um speaking of somebody who well i guess this person is technically this is how bad i am at segways technically already a vampire Kiefer Sutherland, I want him to play one now at his age now. But mm. way back in 1987, man, that guy played one of the best vampires ever in the Lost Boys. Okay, Lost Boys, I have currently, you guys can't see this, but I have a Lost Boys poster behind my head right now. As do I. Well, not in this house, but in my actual room, I do. And I also have a little David doll that I got from Monster Mania. Love. And I have a Marco perfume. I think that's the only other thing I have. Yeah. Um, so Lost Boys is like an iconic, absolutely iconic 80s horror film. A necessity, truly. It's Brooklyn's favorite horror film. Correct me if I'm wrong. Favorite movie ever, yes. It's my top number one on Letterboxd. As it should be. Um, so it's basically like four sexy vampire guys turning a fifth sexy vampire guy. I mean, that's like basically the whole plot. Um it's so gay. It's so queer coded. It's fantastic. And it's like genuinely, it has like aspects of every genre in it, which makes it so delectable because no matter what genre you like, and if there's a genre that you don't really like, like it doesn't matter because it's like you get so many other things in it. Like I'm not a big fan of like horror and comedy being mixed together just because I'm not a big comedy person in general. It breaks my heart. <laughs> but like the comedy in Lost Boys is like so perfectly balanced by everything else that it's like it just makes the whole whole thing feel more realistic because then when the characters do use humor it feels less like slapstick at least to me and it feels more of like influential over their actual character yeah it like very much is like conversational humor Mm -hmm. which Um, I love yeah and I this is another trope that I love um I love when vampires are like in places that are sunny like I don't know what it is I just think that like you know you're not supposed to be there man you know that's bad and yet you can't and they're on a boardwalk in Santa Carla and oh and they're dressed up like bikers and and alt guys and I love their each individual aesthetics are fantastic 
it's just like it's the perfect movie genuinely exactly and that's what i mean and then you've got just not even just the aesthetic which is so perfect then like all the guys are hot like every character is hot and star obviously who's the female vampire sexy as a mofo um and then like i said then you get like you get like okay you can get like found family low-key you can get not even low-key high-key found family you could get romance and like love triangle and also like if you like if like you said like in a queer coded if you want to take that as like unrequited love or if you want to take it as requited love that's like you know like hidden romance requited love like it's you can go so many fucking directions with that movie or it could just be straight comedy platonic like familial relationships like you can totally watch the movie through that lens and still enjoy it actively um it can be like and and it can be like um a metaphor for like even other stuff just like michael's whole mental state and michael is the one who gets turned into in the movie so like we're watching his transformation like there's so much that could be taken from the metaphor of like him and his family moving to santa carla like and his mental state and everything that happens as a result of that like it just it literally goes so many directions there's like dark angsty parts and there's like really playful light-hearted parts and then it's just like this masterpiece and i love like i think the thing that i really do love about it is how everybody interacts with one another because in a lot of vampire movies it's like i'm sure some of it's intentional but there's such a clear like cut between how the vampires interact versus how the humans interact and i think in the lost boys it's like you get such a weird look into how they interact with everyone that you're like because most of the time in vampire movies it's like oh we have to stay hidden because we can't let anyone know and then the opening scene of the lost boys is david and the others like starting shit with people on the boardwalk and then killing someone like they're out hunting and stalking and they don't care if they get caught because they genuinely view themselves as like invincible yeah and i think that's one of my faves like i i think that's so true because now that you say that like it makes the examples in other media like so obvious like you said where it's like even just like the colons who are like what like the most like visually similar aesthetically to humans like as close as you can get while still being a vampire um even they it's like the whole like they're only they only come out in the dark and like who are those people sitting over there all by themselves you know those are the colons like there is such a distinction made between them um and then like even like vampire diaries it's like okay these like weird transfer students say very similar vibes to twilight um from dust till dawn it's like this weird bar of bikers like everyone is like so isolated so it it there's like very like two distinct groups made of humans versus vampires and whereas lost boys like you said like there is that mysterious like cool air to david and the rest but you can almost you can like you can it kind of excuse it for just like these are new people their aesthetic is like cool like it it doesn't really hit your radar that like oh these people are like vampire vampires until like you've gotten a decent amount of way in unless it's been spoiled for you previously obviously And I think what's really fun about the Lost Boys is that, like, in the beginning, they do, like, when they're given the credits and everything, they do those establishing shots of Santa Carla and how, like, 
overrun with people it is and how um, everyone's like dressed different and there are different subgroups of people. So obviously we as the viewer will see David and them and be like, oh, this is a vampire movie. Obviously those are the vampires. But like Michael is new to Santa Carla. He's just seen this mysterious, sexy, beautiful girl that he's fallen in love with. Um, get on the back of a, a bike with these like cool looking emo dudes and he went I need to be like them because he's not looking at them as like those are vampires he's just going oh that's her boyfriend he looks really cool I need to try and be him exactly that's what I mean it has a they, they have that alluring thing because you pass off their oddities as just them being like cool people but then you're like oh my god they're actually like they stand out because they're legitimately vampires and David's like is it glamour I guess where he can like make the food look different I don't know if that's the technical power or whatever it's called but um oh yeah David has like the ability to make Michael see something that isn't there um and he just uses it to fuck with him and I always laughed at that part because I'm like he is such a just a straight up douchebag (laughs) like these guys are so messed up and then you realize like it's really just to get him like they like let him smoke or whatever and then they're like oh you're seeing maggots in your food or you're seeing worms and it's just Chinese food dude like relax so that he drinks the blood so that he can start the transformation or whatever into a vampire and it's like very calculated but it just seems like on the fly Mm -hmm. stuff it seems so inconspicuous at the time um, and I think it's also a good reflection of the fact that David and the other vampires are like a lot younger than they appear like once, even though we never find out really they're like, at least I don't think we ever find out their canonical like ages in the film. Um, obviously, like the hypothesis behind them being there is like, we see all the missing posters of like, teenage young adults. Um, and that's like a a shot that we see multiple times, I feel like in the movie of like, there are missing there are so many missing youth in this area so many murdered and missing yeah and obviously it's also because they're killing them we know that is a big thing too but we also know that david and the others had to get there at some point they had to be turned and attacked at some point so they were also part of that um demographic and so it feels like they're like brotherly relationship and like you said kind of this like almost like hazing ritual to michael it makes more sense when you're like, well, these people might have been turned literally when they were 18 to 22 or whatever. And and since they've never left and they've just been living in this cave and they just party like, you know, every night, like obviously the maturity level isn't going to change. Yeah. And I, that's definitely one of my also another fave trip where like when you get turned, that's how you stay mentally. I think that's like such a good um thing because it's like young people definitely have that like uh not adventurous what's the word I'm thinking of where they just do shit without thinking spontaneous I guess where they're like they're desperate to get out of wherever the hell they are it does not matter if you have the best life in the world if you're a teenager you wish you were literally anywhere and anything else and vampires offer that allure it's like well you could live forever you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, and like you can experience all these different lives. Like you never have to settle down to one idea. And to like do that and then to realize like, oh, I'm never growing older than like 16. 
or I'm never growing older than 17. That is so scary. And that's why I like, um, I haven't seen it in so long and I still haven't watched the TV show, but I really need to. Um, Interview with a vampire. Claudia gets turned when she's like eight or something. She's like real young. And then now she's like 20, 30, 40 years old in the body of an eight-year-old and she literally can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like such a, like, yeah, it's, it almost is like predatory in a way, like in inadvertently predatory because vampires like specifically appeal to like people who are younger and like chasing that feeling. Um, but also they're like the worst people to, to be put into that position. Like you said, like, why don't we ever see like older people clinging to that last bit of youth by saying, okay, let me at least be this age forever. Um, but it's because like, that doesn't appeal to as many people as hey you can stay 18 forever like that is way more appealing than you can stay 80 forever um but then it's like if you think of which person you'd rather be stuck as like i'm sure at a certain point you're like i'd rather be the 80 year old once i've lived 10 million years i'd probably rather be the 80 year old than be like you said an eight year old or something and i love a regretful vampire like a vampire who like went through everything got changed and now it's thousands, like hundreds of years later, everyone they know and love is dead. They have to continue to watch people die. They can't die. And it's like, they just wish that they had never said yes. And I it's love sick. that. I love the angst aspect of like vampires. Yeah. And it also is the um, the whole like Twilight, like going back to Twilight, that whole, that being like a subplot in the main um disagreements between Bella and Edward being that Edward's like I don't want to condemn you to this life of being 17 forever like I am and so he even makes her wait until she's 18 to turn her because he's like at least be an adult like <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then there's that whole thing because she's like well now I'm always forever gonna be older than you and like when he's we like, met girl, he's like 200 like Yes, but it's, like, that whole dynamic yeah. of, like, it like, not being the same. Like, something being altered in indefinitely. And I love it. It is so fantastic. Um, I will say, in The Lost Boys, my least favorite guy, Max. Like, I don't... He's, like, the one character where I think he's, like, a good character and everything. He His, like, vampire design is so fucking goofy. And it makes me laugh every time... I could still be you and me, Lucy. And he sticks his stupid ass tongue out. He makes me so mad. Wait, who is this? Max in The Lost Boys. The old guy? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I forgot his name. Yeah, Max. Max is in EF Storm, and he really wants Lucy. Oh, he wants, he's atrociously down bad. He's like, all my sons are dead, but like, it could still be us. (laughs) <laughs> like you, no time to like grieve your children at all which I think that also is like a good relationship plot because you're like Max doesn't like these motherfuckers they came into his store and he was like I told you guys not to come around here and they just kind of go hee hee and run off and it's like this motherfucker did not like them he's just a douchebag yeah um and I like I like what you said though like the dynamic between a, a parental figure and a younger vampire or like you know 
whatever like I think that's great they didn't show it as well in Twilight as they do I think in the books like how Carlisle and like how Carlisle was like barely a couple years older than the other vampires and he's the they dad. definitely made him look old as hell and which I know they had to do but yeah but it's like that's part of the what makes the dynamic so cool is like seeing how just because Carlisle was turned so many years prior to them how he's like assigned a parental role even though to anyone else looking from an outside perspective they're like these people look the exact same age mm-hmm. and I also love like the immediate master mentor relationship that happens when somebody turns somebody you could be the exact same age but for some reason like it doesn't matter anything else how it was when you guys were humans or whatever if you get bit by them they're your master now it's like now I you're bound in such a strange like um intensely close way that even if wanted to leave like this is still kind of like interview with a vampire kind of but like even if you wanted to leave there's still that bond like you are who you are because of them so you still owe them something yeah they actually they they um explored that plot in the originals and I don't remember if, if it's in vampire diaries like the crossover part or if it's in just the originals so I'm sure you'll remember if I tell you but like how if you kill one of the originals then any vampire who is turned from their from their their bloodline, their bloodline dies um i love that that scared the shit out of me because i was like please don't kill klaus please don't kill him i know everybody hates him so bad well, yeah but then it was like it was really it created such a good dynamic because the vampires who wanted to kill them like didn't know if they could kill them because they're like what if that's the bloodline that i come from mm-hmm. and then i die by killing them like it was it was just a beautiful thing and also like, like you said yes and also like you said just that relationship dynamic that was like emphasized by knowing that one one like caused the other basically mm-hmm. and there's definitely like such a weird palette power imbalance when it's a human and a vampire because the human has some sort of power over this vampire right it's like i there's something about you i i have to go against my own nature as a vampire to stop myself from biting you and like eating you and all that again cannibalism is love love um but then the second they get turned into a vampire it's like well that power imbalance is now switched and it's like now you have to grapple with the fact that like he you guys are no longer on the playing field you just once were yeah and now you have to deal with that and and usually the the newly turned vampire has to look for to so much guidance from the older vampire especially in the changing process specifically the reliance that they have on them to basically stay alive through the process is love it it's so good what's also great about the mentor dynamic is that there's an extra additive layer of craziness when the person that they bit was not supposed to become a vampire and they were supposed to kill him? Yes. Because, I... or they were just supposed to like not, like they accidentally drink vampire blood after they've been, like it's, oh my God, one of my favorites. Cause we have like Carlisle who turns um, the people into vampires because they're gonna die. And then he like has later regrets with some of them for not letting them die and thinking that he was saving them by turning them. Or we have like in Vampire Diaries, 
Damon is biting Caroline, Carolyn, whatever her name is. And then I think she accidentally drinks vampire blood after the fact, like in the 48 hours or something that vampire diaries, like you can only become a, va a vampire if you ingest vampire blood within the next like 72 hours of being bitten or whatever. And she like inadvertently does it. So like he wasn't wanting to turn her into a vampire and then she stuck that and she didn't even know he was a vampire. And then she's like, why do I feel like this? It's like so fucked up. That's good. That also, um, well, kind of brings me back to Twilight. It's when they don't want to be turned and they get turned against their will. It's that sick. eats me up because what the fuck can you do now? Like you're actually like screwed. And like that, I think that's why I really feel for Rosalie um, because that poor, poor woman just went through so much vile, disgusting, depraved shit. She's, again, taken advantage of and then forced to turn into a vampire. And then now she's killing motherfuckers and everybody's yelling at her. Sorry. I no, love I love, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rosalie defender to my core. I just meant in terms of, like, romantic. When I said earlier that I wasn't, like, it was, like, in terms of romantic, like, we would never get along because I'm too sensitive is what I was getting she at. is bitchy. Me and her would have to tussle because don't say stuff like that. I love her. Her, like, being like, yeah, um, let Bella have that baby because she just wants Bella to die so she can have the baby is so fucking funny. No, actually, the realest thing she ever did was be with Emmett yes there's like she gets it she gets the tall himbo agenda and and Emmett dying because he's just fighting a bear you're fantastic that's I, like that's what i'm saying mm. oh my god imagine being like you're dying from a bear and then a vampire bites you and then you are live forever as a vampire and then you're gonna just fight bears whenever the fuck you want and you know he was out in those goddamn woods every day you know he was fight finding that one He's like, motherfucker, you thought you saw the last of me, huh? The last of us? The last of us? Pedro Pascal is a vampire thoughts. Need. Now. Okay, Pedro Pascal is a werewolf. Need, but like less so than vampire. No, I think he's more a werewolf core. Oh my god, you know who would make a great werewolf? Sorry to derail your episode. Hear me out. Hear me out. John Bernthal as a werewolf. Hear me out. Yes. He'd have to be like I wouldn't want to see him as an actual werewolf. I would no, want no, no. like the real stoic mm -hmm. the one who like the, the main character pisses off really bad and almost makes him turn into a werewolf. And then he's like, oh, sorry, I have to go that kind. He does kitten. No, get no, please <laughs> get and look away. This isn't me. That kind of shit. I would love. I think he'd, he would definitely be a better werewolf than vampire, I think. There's, like, such, with vampires, I feel like there's such a strange, like, sensual energy that, like, you have to, like, <laughs> you have to have that it's almost, like, impossible to be both werewolf-coded and vampire-coded. Oh, I agree. Yeah, because you, you have to fit the aesthetic of one or the other. And, like, you can be scrawny and, be a, and have werewolf energy. Like, it's definitely not, like, about body type. I am, if I see a hairy man, I'm going, that's a werewolf. But I think like there's such like a weird um like just personality thing where you have to be like one or the other. I'm very vampire coded, I'd say. I think I'm pretty werewolf coded. Which makes sense based on what we like. Yes. I would love I'm to be not calling myself an omega though. I know you were thinking that. Take it back right now. Well, I mean, hit dogs will holler. 
Not the dog motif. You hit me with the dog motif. You're actually sick and twisted. Oh my god, Roman Roy is a werewolf? He'd be a little chihuahua. He'd be like, I, I know you've never seen this because this is a parody movie with like 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Vampires suck the parody of Twilight. Um, Jacob turns into a little chihuahua instead of like a werewolf. And that is... Do you remember it. the popular YouTube video where he turns into like a gerbil or a hamster? No. <laughs> you've never seen... It was like like trending like and it's like the scene where he jumps over bella like and she's he's jacob and then he like runs over her and then turns into it but instead of turning into a wolf it just turns into a gerbil and keeps running and it's like a huge gerbil <laughs> okay i had to pull it up i watched it at our church friend's house at their family <laughs> computer all sitting around the family computer with the one big chair in front of it i miss those days i want to go back to like one household computer to, for everyone Oh my god, I was playing Pop Tropica on that bitch. Okay, maybe maybe it was the Chihuahua, and I just saw the clip of it. No, this isn't it. There was a distinct, like, short clip that was him turning into, like, a gerbil. One day I'll find it. I think that we need to kill every, um, every pop-up ad that's ever existed, because I should not have to battle for my fucking life on the Pop Tropica wiki to, like, get to what I'm looking for. I'm not joking. Like, this is genuinely me having to click out of eight different things in a video and then a, another pop-up up here. Like, I'm I'm going to hurt some someone. Do you know what website has the worst pop-up ads? Which one? A to Z male celebrity nudes. <laughs> you most visited. No, literally, like, like, they should have given me a Spotify wrapped, that website. That, I feel like, genuinely would have said, that would have been more, like, revealing than your social security number i think like you're you could genuinely put your social security number and your address and like a picture of you front back and both sides and it still wouldn't amount to the level of like that has been revealed than that search history because i know that you were looking at people that you weren't telling me about too oh absolutely you were just curious you're going i have to see their penis google show me this guy's balls Google, show me these guys' balls, please. That's literally me. Okay, guys, I hate balls. Sorry to say. Coming out as a ball hater. <laughs> You're so weird. Journey journey today in the car showed me this thingy, and it was this um, Reddit post, and this person talking about how his girlfriend was obsessed with his weird balls. Okay, explain. Um, From what I remember, he said they were, when he was, like, just chilling, they're really saggy and soft and she'd just be like grabbing at them and stuff and <laughs> and after um she would like they would do the do or whatever um he she would like just stay down by his his balls and be like Ugh, and like put them in her face and stuff and I was like that like genuinely disgusts me <laughs> that genuinely is my worst nightmare like I'm trapped down here let me go please no that actually might be the worst that's like that's my hell oh my god if i if i were a man and i had long balls i simply would kill myself like i'm not joking like everybody's per- body is perfect ew, <laughs> ew. if i have long balls kill me <laughs> and i'm all you know me i'm so like against cosmetic surgery i would yes. never recommend it to anyone However, I would get cosmetic surgery if I had long balls because they're crazy looking. They're down to your knees. Are you serious? 
And also, balls genuinely just gross me out because, like, what do you mean they get hard too? Ew, don't say that to me. They do, and it like makes me feel sick. Someone described one as a hard-boiled egg once, and I was like, ew, I- ew, ew. It's funny because I think I just realized we when people think of vampires and werewolves like the image that comes to mind is swapped for us because it's like a hairy big beefy man with tall dark hair and you're like oh my god but that's like a werewolf and then you're like this like sickly twig pale pasty bitch with like blue eyes or red eyes or something weird and I'm like I love that mm-hmm. and that's a vampire code but like vaguely there are too many like skinny scrawny white men who do not have the sensuality to be a vampire exactly was timothy chalamet a vampire in that movie or is that a werewolf bones and all um it's like neither it's like a cannibal thing where they're like eaters or something okay because i was gonna say he he's like he's like the the poster boy for like sickly victorian child you know yeah. And I was going to say, he's not a vampire. He's not. And I know that's going to piss some people off, but like, it's really true and honest to my core. I can't accept it. He would be like a good werewolf, I guess, but only if the change into a werewolf is like physically hurtful. Mm-hmm. He's got to be whimpering. Yes. Um, vampire, he does not have that. Sorry. No. Boo. You know who does have it? Who? Bill Skarsgård. He does. And that's oh, why he plays like a vampire-like creature in um, Hemlock Grove. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to watch. And then you were like, I watched like one episode. And it was the one episode that- And I can sit through really bad episodes. Yeah, Tatiana has watched, what, it was like 22 seasons? 24 of- seasons. 24 seasons of SVU. Like straight. So she has seen some shit TV. So if I stop after one episode of a show- <laughs> Now, was it, like, shit shit, or was it, like, shit that I would like? Cause... No, it was, like, shit shit. Damn. Because it was, like, it wasn't even, like, oh, it's, like, just, like, doesn't have a big enough budget where it's, like, it's, like, low quality-wise or anything like that. Because, obviously, like, some of the greatest things are were really, like, low quality as long as the story is really good and you're carrying it with other aspects, you know? Um, which is what I was hoping when I realized that the quality wasn't that great. I was like, okay, but it's going to have like a decent plot that I can overlook. And especially if Phil Skarsgård is leading it, like this will be fine. But like it genuinely was like boring. Like, no- like it was just like there was nothing of substance to it. I just know he like bangs on that show apparently. Oh my God. The the beginning scenes and he's like licking the girl's blood and they're like between their thighs. I was like, actually needs to be me. That literally reminds me of um the movie I watched... I think it was January 1st or something. Vampires by John Carpenter. Oh my god, I remember. Also features another trope that I've already mentioned that I like. Vampires in sunny places. Love. It's a vampire western. That's my fucking niche right there. Um, And Valak, which I think that's the conjuring lady, but I think that's also his name in that. Who knows? Um, He's sexy. And like his opening scene, I was looking at him and I was going, oh, this guy is not cute. And then to like turn this lady, he bites her inner thigh and it's like eating her. Sorry. He's eating her cooch. My bad. I need you. Sorry. And he was way better than the main character. I can't remember the dude, the actor dude. Yeah. He pissed me off. So. I remember you sending me videos of a pussy eating and you were like, yo. 
And like, I was like, is everyone seeing what I'm seeing right here? He's like, oh my God, he's, oh, made No, it's actually delicious. Oh, someone else. Okay. I was thinking about like older vamp, like not older vampires, but like, cause he wasn't really that old in this movie. Like he's older now, but whatever. Um, Gary Oldman in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Like, like he had the, it was, he was supposed to have like an older aura, even though I know like Gary Oldman wasn't as old, like as he is now, obviously when he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula, but like there was supposed to be that like dynamic of like, this is a older person, not just because they've lived hundreds of years, but like they're physically older. And hey, Gary Oldman was made. He was born to play that role. BTW. He ate the fuck out of that role. No, but like, oh my God. Like, I've drawn him and stuff. Like, he's in my sketchbook because, like, that character, uh, fucking delicious. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you have to have, like, a, a weird sensuality. You show me regular Gary Oldman, I'm like, okay, like, he's cute, I guess. You show me <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary Oldman, and I'm going, wowzers. I need yeah. that vampire now. And, like, Carrie Elwes was in that movie. That movie, like, you motherfuckers got the prettiest looking people you could find. And it's so fitting because Keanu also has such vampire energy, but he makes the perfect character of like what's supposed to be a vampire, like and doesn't end up like the human in directly being impacted by this vampire and could be killed by them at any moment. It's like he plays that role perfectly, like vampire adjacent. Yeah. And I think that also um, Dracula specifically and like Bram Stoker's Dracula and all that, um, there's always like that weird... Um, coming from the vampire the they're lusting after innocence and like vampires as we've said i've said many many times very sensual um i love that all vampires are like really 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 big sluts but then they see somebody who's like just kind of normal and they go oh my god i need you the corruption kink goes crazy just a smidge we never said our favorite The Lost Boy characters. We got really distracted talking about literally everything else. Oh, I'm a Marco Pook. Marco is slay. Um, unfortunately, David is my favorite, like, out of the core group of vampires. Don't really care about Paul. Um, Dwayne's sexy, but again, not really. And then Marco's slay. I like Marco's little uh, outfit. Oh my god, he's so cunty. He he really does serve like the most. I also really, really love Star and Michael. Really love that like um dynamic. That dynamic and the love triangle there. Um, because it is a true love triangle because David is gay as hella. And so is Michael. And that is like the gayest movie I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm sorry, you just almost had me drive over a cliff and now I'm hanging out with you and your douchebag friends in a a sunken hole in the ground. I'm only doing that if I want to bang you. And Michael wanted to bang. Yes, and he wanted to bang Star and David wanted to bang Star and Star wanted to bang both of them. And it was just perfect. Everything. She's real. They're all real. See, I would actually argue, I think that you like Michael more than you like David. I do. Yeah. I love how I love Michael's because again I, I really do love the angst I love his struggle trying to accept it and like it's so like funny and everything Mr. Struggle sorry I was holding that one back <laughs> I love his um like 
after he's turned and he's like, well, I don't know what the hell happened to me. And his body is changing, but he doesn't understand what the hell is going on. And that the dog's biting him. He's fucking flying. Um, he goes to confront Star, has sex with her. Sorry, me too. Um, and then he leaves and he still doesn't know what's really going on. He just knows that his little brother's going, you're like a vampire. And then he's fully confronted by like, I think that scene in particular at the bonfire where they reveal that they're vampires to Michael is one of the craziest ones in that movie. Cause up until that point, it's like a ha ha, like this is camp, blah, blah, blah. And I had read the um, script for the Lost Boys and I was supposed to be way bloodier, but they weren't able to like get it rated the way they wanted. So they had to like shy away from it. But like, it's such a fucking tone change. And even if you find like the design of the vampires goofy with their little teeth in the front, it's like that David ripped into somebody's head, bit that motherfucker in the head. Oh, if we had gotten the script and we could have gotten Marco's forked tongue, I literally would have moved mountains. <laughs> no, because why did they get rid of that? Because like that's like not like it's not like it's not like blood. Like why did you include it? Oh my god. And I love the yellow eye contacts. Um, I, I think it helps make them look grosser. And I'm all about gross looking vampires. I love um, when you can look human. I want you to look human like when you're just out and about chilling. But when you're like going after somebody, you need to look fucked up. Exactly. I'm not you get interested. It. You get it. You get it. I don't know what to tell you. Always get it. You understand me. But yeah, I think I like Michael more than David. Because David likes being a vampire too much. I'm like, you don't want to like struggle with anything internally or. He's not a Mr. Struggle. He's really not. Michael is Mr. Struggle to his core. And I love him and Sam. I love their their relationship together. Um, And you know that scene where um, Michael is chasing Sam down the stairs. He's like, mom, help me. Before they like go into the grandpa thingy yeah um in this script <laughs> there that happens because um sam gives michael a wet willy and starts sprinting because he's like this is my room and michael goes no oh, the hell it is not this is my room and they're fighting each other and he gives him a wet willy and then runs and i just love like how realistic their, their relationship is their sibling relationship is yeah sam is the easy like the epitome of younger brother core so Spooky Bear Brooklyn has collected some quizzes for us to take that give us a few little fun vampire things. Um, So we have the Twilight Vampire Power Quiz, which tells us which power from the Twilight Vampires we would have, a Twilight Character Quiz, and a Lost Boy Character Quiz. So we can start with the Power Quiz. My result was blow people up arbitrarily. I got no gift. You didn't get a single one? It says, your result, no gift. You're just well-adjusted as a human. You're still very fast and symmetrical. It's not all bad. Maybe take up a cool vampire hobby. They just said, you're a human. That's all I get. That is so lame. I got to blow people up. But that's just going, you're like normal, and it's going, you're really weird, and you want to hurt people. I'm going, oh, I guess. Ugh, maybe. All I have to do is clap my hands, and someone somewhere will die. <laughs> That is so fun. Do you get a pick? Who it is? No. <laughs> oh, real. It says, even if you blow someone uh, near you up when you clap, when you clap again to confirm it, it'll seem 
it'll seem nothing happened. So I can just like change my mind if I don't really want. Oh. I, I can just clap and then I leave. Oh, real, actually. Now, do you want to do the Twilight character quiz or the Lost Boys character quiz? We can do both. Oh, God. Who'd you get? Who'd you get? I got Emmett Cullen. I got Jacob Black, but Jacob without Stephanie Meyer's racism in parentheses. <laughs> you got the only non-white character. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, I literally checked the results of who you can get, and it's not even like they have like one of the other characters either. Okay, but Jacob without all of her racism would be a slay. So he said it says all your feelings are big and warm, and it feels overwhelming at times. But you wouldn't be your wonderful self without it. Okay. You're not one to half-ass things. Okay, yes, maybe at one point you did have an unrequited crush on your best friend, but you weren't a dickhead about it. You feel most at home when surrounded by your friends and family, which are the same thing to you. Well, I don't know about the last part, but. (laughs) Your friends or family, your family are not friends. Exactly. Um, No, I would agree with that one. That was pretty accurate. I got Emmett Cullen. He's slay. Mine says, you fully consider getting a mullet. I have, but I don't have the hair for it, unfortunately. And also, I let my hair get real greasy, and I don't want to look like that kind of mullet person, you know? <laughs> You're very open with your emotions and tend to speak your mind, which can sometimes hurt people. Uh, maybe. A bit reckless, but like in a fun and sexy way. A follower of the, what's weird about one friend second on another friend's neck philosophy? That's tea. I would say that the part about you being blunt or whatever is false though because I feel like you're so careful with your words unless I'm like angry yeah but even then you at least try to like put explanation behind it you try to justify yourself even if you don't think even if you don't need to be justifying yourself I think I'm going I know why you're acting like that but fuck you and that's real and then our final final quiz is the lost boys character quiz Okay. Oh, who'd you get? I got Michael. <laughs> I got Marco. We got our faves. Oh, slay. Okay, what's your say? My result for Michael says, a textbook himbo. You're an attractive, although kind of stupid individual with a heart of gold. You're probably bisexual, though your taste can be rather questionable. You're stubborn, and while you can get swept up in other things in the end, you still try your best to do the right thing. Okay, drag. Okay, I kind of ate your ass up there. Some shit-ass questions, but they dragged me. I got Marco. It says, you're kind of weird-looking animal-loving person. They said dog motif. That's you probably go into the goblin core tag pretty often and keep DIYing your shit. Okay, a little too real, actually. <laughs> you're also constantly goofing off with your friends who you are very loyal to. Also, you're gay. <laughs> I dragged you, too. Sometimes you really have to, like, sit through a, a couple of bad questions to get dragged. And then they say something and you go, I go, whoa, man. And you go, wait a damn minute. I saw you through your phone screen. We clocked you. Ate my ass up. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, that's all the the quizzes I've collected and my thoughts on vampires and stuff. Guys, we just love some bloodsuckers. Okay, Buki. Well, guys, um, you should tell us your favorite vampires if we missed any. We definitely missed a bunch. Yeah. There's just too many. Yeah, and sadly, this is our podcast, so we kind of don't give a shit what you guys want to hear. <laughs> We can always just do Vampires Part 2. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody else got really mad that we didn't talk about these guys. And it's like, boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. It's five minutes, we list them, and we go, there. We go, there you guys go, bye. Because, like, we talk about the important ones. We talk about the sexy ones. I don't know how much more you guys want from us, actually. Okay, well, hopefully, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next time. I don't think we've decided on the episode yet. 
but we have some good ideas guys i say that so unconvincingly they're like really good guys guys they're like kind of slay so let us know would you guys rather fuck a vampire or a werewolf <laughs> what side have you ended up on after the two episodes yeah are you still team edward or are you team jacob that's two totally different things you can be a werewolf lover and not love jacob but you know what i mean hypothetically metaphorically are you a jacob or an edward girl girl gender neutral in parentheses okay guys thanks for joining us had a lot of fun Brooklyn, i'm glad you're back i'm glad i'm back too i miss this i miss just yabbering love a good yapper chat thanks for coming back booker missed you missed you too have fun editing this thing all of our long sullen silences I know, I'm just going, oh, do we? <laughs> okay, guys, bye. Bye.